Have you ever felt lost when trying to support a grieving friend? Suggested Etiquettes for the Grieving is your go-to guide for offering real comfort in difficult times. Written by Angie Williams, this book is packed with practical tips and heartfelt advice. Be the friend who makes a difference. Order your copy today at Amazon.com or visit www.slowtospeakwithvooch.com. That's slow, the number two, speak with V-O-O-C-H dot com. Order now and transform the way you support those you care about. Suggested etiquettes for the grieving because being there matters. And so it just, you know, the Holy Spirit just was like, Mm-mm, she got to write a book. She, she mm. had to write. How many people talk about death? Not too many, you well, know, because some people are just, uh, you know, they don't know what to say, how to say. Right. But for you to experience mm-hmm. what you experience, what you experience back to back, like, like, uh-uh, no. And then for you to be able to, I'm not going to say get over it, but process it and feel mm-hmm. what you felt. And, you know, only God, know, you know, only you know what he told you through those moments and how yep. he helped you through it. You know what I'm saying? Hi, my name is Anthony, a.k.a. Vooch. And I'm his wife, Angie. And this is the Slow to Speak with Vooch podcast. At different times in our lives, we are faced with loss of different kinds, whether the loss of someone we love or something we hold dear to us. When supporting the griever, it is hard to know what to say or what to do. Well, I'm excited for this season on Slow to Speak with Boots podcast. My wife, Angie, and I will be discussing some suggested etiquettes when supporting a griever. Over the past 10 years, I have experienced so many losses, family and relative losses, friend losses, job losses, and health loss. Experiencing loss upon loss to me felt like a wave of water that just kept hitting my face to the point of leaving me breathless. In my experience with losses, I found that many were unaware of the proper etiquette to use when supporting the grieving. So I was encouraged by a friend to write down my experiences. This led to family, friends, and me to write a book called Suggested Etiquette for the Grieving. These suggestions are only a framework of ways to consider when supporting a person grieving any loss. These following podcasts are going to be with the authors of the book, so please enjoy. So today we are going to discuss Part 2, Etiquette 6B, Please do not equate showing no emotion to being strong. Unprocessed grief can lead to improper relief. Remember, we spoke with James last week on Etiquette 6A, and we are going to be joined by one of the contributors of this etiquette, Nessa, who actually wrote the introduction and addendum to this etiquette. How are you doing today? I'm doing wonderful. Blessed. Yeah. Listen, the sun is shining, so I'm doing great. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I hear you. I hear you. All the snow we just had. Uh huh. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, now things are, appliances are working now. So I'm able to wash clothes and everything today. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. But you know what? I'm not going to complain because I can't believe Texas got hit with all that snow. I wasn't even watching the news and didn't know how much snow they had gotten hit with. Not only did they get hit with snow, they were out of electricity yes. and water. Mm. Yeah. Yes. yeah, that's true. Yeah, I know. keep them thought, in our prayers. Who thought, you know, Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yes. Mm. That's something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, with the beginning of this chapter, um, as we discussed in last podcast, um, Angie, you start with Job 6, um, verse 12 through 14 in IV. And the Bible reads, Do I have to strength or do I have the strength of stone? Is my flesh bronze? Anyone who withholds kindness from a friend forsakes the fear of the Almighty. Could you repeat a little bit more about why you chose to use this scripture? It, it really falls in line with the um, etiquette here. And also what um, Ness is going to speak on today and how sometimes because we do not process our, our grief or we just hide it and we have this stone mm-hmm. face, it kind of goes with the strength of stone. <laughs> um, and everyone else thinks that we can move on and handle more things and then it wind up um, being worse. And so then when we're handling something improperly, your friends forsake you, those, especially in the Christian community, forsake you because they think that you're not doing it the right way. And mm-hmm. and it, I just remember in grieving that that was sometimes the case and, and the full, um, everything that I was going through wasn't fully understood. So I just felt that I just needed somebody to fill in that gap and help me um, help be that gap of the fear of the Almighty. Mm. Mm-hmm. I appreciate that. Now, Nessa, how did you two actually meet? Ah, well, um, I was a uh, teacher's assistant at an elementary school, and mm-hmm. um, we had third, fourth, and fifth grade, and it was a, a special ed classroom. Um, this was back in, I want to say, I know I moved here to Springfield in 2007, so I want to say it was probably 2007, 2008, 2009, around that time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Angie was a substitute teacher for our classroom. <laughs> I was so happy to see her. <laughs> I was so happy to see her because, first of all, she was a woman of color. Yeah, <laughs> and um, you know we had uh, we had a diverse classroom, but most of our children were uh, African American children. Mm-hmm. And see Angie um, being a substitute for our classroom, and she's a woman of color, African American. It's like okay, she can relate to these kids. She know, you know, the backstory of why mm-hmm. they probably are in the shape that they're in, or you know, they right. probably don't have the necessary tools. So it was it was so easy working with her. So that's how oh, we yeah. met. She was a sub a few times, you know, more than a few times in our classroom. And it was always <laughs> a joy to work with her. Amen. Mm, awesome. awesome. Same thing with Nessa. She was this laid back. She's a beautiful young lady, by the way, everybody. And she's just so humble about it. And she was just so helpful. And I can tell that connection because when we worked together in that room it was just like 
that room could have been chaotic and hard. Yes. Uh, with having her support and just, she was just there and saying like, this is how it normally runs. And then eventually the teacher transferred, transformed that room to mm-hmm. be one of I one of the rooms where I just felt like it was a vacation being in. Right. It's funny because we talk about Keisha. <laughs> Keisha, that's how I met Keisha in the same school because Keisha okay. was down the hall from out from from um this class and from Nessa's um room. Okay. And so we talked about we talked with Keisha too. Okay, mm. nice, nice. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was a joy. We had fun. And especially on fun Fridays, we would, uh, yes. you know, do extra, like we would have a party or play the video yes. game and just, just have fun. And the kids were able to relate uh, yes. to Angie mm-hmm. too. You know, they, they wanted hugs and they, you know, yes. because they, they felt that connection. It wasn't a, um, like a wall, it, you know, they Good. felt their energy. May I mm. tell you something that was funny, though, Nessa? I don't know if you remember the young man's name, and we don't need to say it, but he was acting up. And mm-hmm. I don't know what happened, but I, I refused to give in to it and just uh-huh. I just treated him kindly. Mm-hmm. And he said, are you a church lady? <laughs> <laughs> See, they, they know. They know. I, was wow. up that, I love kids. They just say some of the funniest things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, Nessa, Angie credits you with encouraging her to write a book on her experience with grieving. Mm-hmm. Could you tell us a little bit more about those conversations that you guys had about? So um, we hadn't talked in, geez, probably maybe a, a, year, a couple of years. I don't know, was it wow. maybe two, two, three years or so? I can't remember. I, I know it had been a, a long space of time where we sat together and, and mm-hmm. just talked, you know, Um, I had known of a few deaths that, you know, a few losses that, you know, your family had went through, but just really hadn't contacted you or, you know, I can't remember, you said your phone number was the same, but anyway, so we got together and we sat down and we talked and she, you know, told me everything that she had went through with the losing of uh, the loss of, of, of family members, a few, what, three or four, about four family members back to back. Mm-hmm. And so, and the strength, I hate to say this, but, you know, the strength just that she possessed at that time and even in her weak moments, you know, yeah, she was, was able, weak. she was able to, because we, we, we cried, you know, but, mm-hmm. you know, um, even within that, I'm like, this, you know, why, why, why would God put this on you? Mm. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Why would he put this on you for you not to share your mm. experiences with someone else? You mm. know what I'm saying? Because it's like, mm-hmm. okay. Are you just going through this just to soak in it, just to, uh, you know, be depressed and down and out? No, no. It's like, mm-hmm. okay, let me, let God, why? Why? Mm-hmm. You know, and so with you going through the experiences that you went through back to back to back to back, it's like, okay, this must be a ministry mm-hmm. for me. This must wow. be my ministry. You know, so as we were talking, I'm like, Mm-mm, God, you know, he doesn't do anything 
to uh, keep us down, out, depressed. Everything right. is to reach someone else, mm-hmm. to bring them in. Mm-hmm. So, so this, I, I felt like this was your platform to show people Christ even through death, even through loss. Mm. So Good way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, so that's so so that's why I was like, uh-uh, no. And it wasn't until the end of our conversation, because remember, yeah, we went, I, we were sitting at the restaurant and then we left there. And I think we we were in maybe went and got Starbucks or something. I, I know we had drove off. And so it just, you know, the Holy Spirit just was like, Mm-mm, she got to write a book. She she mm. have to write. How many people talk about death? Not too many, you know, no. because some people are just, uh, you know, they don't know what to say, how to say. Right. But for you to experience mm-hmm. what you experience, what you experience back to back, like, like, uh-uh, no. And then for you to be able to, I'm not going to say get over it, but process it and feel mm-hmm. what you felt. And, you know, only God, no, you know, only, you know, what he told you through those moments and how yep. he helped you through it. You know what I'm saying? So yep. I just felt like, man, there you have to write. And then, and I just, I cannot say this. I just feel like this is not the first book. Wow. Okay. I, just I don't need like, you talking anymore because <laughs> you didn't already prophesied this one and it's coming. I'm just like, I'm not, I don't like writing. And she keeps saying this. I'm like, stop talking. <laughs> I just, because, you know, who I'm telling you that, and, and he's going to begin to, to continue to speak mm. to you, to, you know, in your dreams and just throughout the day. And you know, that, that journal that you keep, you're going to be writing in it because I'm telling you this especially now you know people Mm -hmm. don't know how to deal with death we really don't you know and my god you know four four to five deaths in your family you know immediate family like okay why god why would you have me to go through this so Mm. we we got to look at it like everything is for his glory everything yep is to win uh people not to win but to draw people to him, mm-hmm. you know, and yes, it right. just may be your platform, you know, yes. and what better time, you know, when, when people are feeling yeah. lost. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> no, do you ain't got to be sorry. Look, you can no, tell no, she's a minister. No, <laughs> 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 so, um, she was getting her, going into the ministry at the time yeah. we spoke as well. Yeah. Um, she kind of wrote, um, part of the introduction. She, she's, mm-hmm. um, just like she said, as harsh as it may sound, and this is the portion she talks about, as harsh as it may sound, we're all going to lose a loved one. It doesn't matter how rich you are and how much money, how much you accomplished on this earth, and it could not have come more to fruition with this COVID. Yes. It's like she pre-spoke that in the introduction. And so I didn't want to take credit for that part of what she wrote in there. It was something that she had written because she was going back to school at the time and going in the ministry. So she didn't put a lot in here but mm-hmm. she did put enough and so it was, it was like sprinkled in two different places um but i do want to say speak on i don't know where she saw the strength from i was a bubbling <laughs> fool and i was 
I was in so much pain. And so mm-hmm. we in a car praying. We were in her vehicle praying, one of my favorite vehicles, by the way. We were in her vehicle praying. <laughs> and she, she, she said, and she just said it. Well, God, and I know you want her to write a book. And I just started crying. I was just mm-hmm. like, how, how is he going to use me and the, yeah. the state I'm in? Because I was in so much pain, anger, and frustration and mm-hmm. confusion. Mm-hmm. I was like, how are you going to use me mm-hmm. and all this? I, I'm not even worth it. And it took mm-hmm. um, a few years to get it written, mm-hmm. but I didn't know what God was doing. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just thinking about those conversations leading to right now, we're mm-hmm. having the podcast over it. Yes. You know? Yes. Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and he spoke there out wouldn't of be him. a podcast if it wasn't from from that conversation. Yes, you know, we wouldn't be doing down. this right down. now. You know, that's all. And then she commences to go more into it. And this is I, I can see you doing this and that. I say, oh no, yes, I, I, I remember process. saying that. <laughs> I said, I said, honey, you're gonna be speaking, you know, in conferences mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Um, you know, for, you know, talking with people that are dealing with grief. Um. Yeah, because you, that this is your area. This is your area. So I must say that is true about talking to um, individuals who are dealing with grief because as I started looking at it from dealing with it, I was able to sympathize a lot more and, and mm-hmm. empathize a lot more. Mm-hmm. And um, just like the first etiquette says, and just learning, I'm learning to listen more, how to listen mm-hmm. more. Mm-hmm. And on the flip side of that, I was just thinking about, we just spoke with one of, um, I spoke with one of my friends who is a pastor okay. and she said something very similar to you ministry, but, and, and she says, this is God's assignment for you. That's and I was just like, mm-hmm. yes, I love the way you guys put it. It's like, you know, you put it back on who it came from. Exactly. And here's the thing. It doesn't always feel good. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Have you ever felt lost when trying to support a grieving friend? Suggested Etiquettes for the Grieving is your go-to guide for offering real comfort in difficult times. Written by Angie Williams, this book is packed with practical tips and heartfelt advice. Be the friend who makes a difference. Order your copy today at Amazon.com or visit www.slowtospeakwithvooch.com. Dot com. That's slow, the number two, speak with V-O-O-C-H dot com. Order now and transform the way you support those you care about. Suggested etiquettes for the grieving because being there matters. No. Because All right. yeah. Stop it. Stop it. Now, Nessa. <laughs> it doesn't always feel good because it's like, God, why this assignment? Yes. <laughs> why would you Why would you ask me to do this? Girl, so, talking about somebody who felt like Jonah. Right, right. <laughs> Trust me, I was in a, a, a fish's belly for a while. Come on. Yes, like, nope, I ain't going. Mm-mm. I'm not doing that one. And then she gets in the car out. and pray. Yeah. I'm like, woman, no. And then, like, and then I see God doing this. I was like, stop. <laughs> Honestly, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, because it needs to be talked about. And it, you yes. know, because like I like I said, you know, no matter where you are in life, you know, just just, you know, 
the Black Panther. You know what I'm saying? Who knew mm. he had cancer? You know, yeah. he, and he yeah. was a young man. You know, and yeah. he, mm-hmm. you know he was young and he was thriving as we thought. You know, he was he he was rich and you know one of the um, the top paid movies. You know, mm-hmm. in America and probably even overseas. And now he's right. gone. People don't know how to process death. And I appreciate this book. Um, you know, like you said, to spark conversation and to help people process it a little bit. Uh, better. Amen. Amen. Yeah, I appreciate I appreciate you sharing that. And in this um, addendum, in this etiquette, um, you talk about some things and I want to ask you this question. um, What are some unhealthy ways that you have found in which we deal with grieving in the minority community? Unhealthy ways as far as the person grieving or as in... um, people trying to help both <laughs> and yeah and both <laughs> there's issues on both okay, sides yep. so, so here's an unhealthy way um mm-hmm. a closed mouth won't get fed right you know that wow. saying you know that saying right a closed mouth won't get won't get fed so mm-hmm. sometimes we don't ask for help you know yep. we 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 walk around and we don't know how to ask. We, we probably know how to ask for help, but there's so much pride and there's so much, mm-hmm. um, you know, I got it. You know, I, I, I'm i okay or I'll be okay. You know, so. Right. And then you get, then there's this too. Well, if I tell them that I'm hurting, they probably won't know how to help anyway. So what's the use? Right. Yeah. Mm. What's the use of saying, you know, I'm hurting right now. I need, I need, uh, I need you to help me through this. And they don't know the proper way or they may say the wrong thing or do the wrong thing. And then that mm-hmm. may set you back, you know. Mm-hmm. So I guess to answer your question, not speaking on it, not, not saying, hey, I'm, I need help. I need mm-hmm. help with this. That's unhealthy. Um, mm. And as far as people helping you, you know, a lot of times, you know, if you're if you're always the one that's encouraging people, and mm-hmm. if you're always the one that's you know you know um, helping or encouraging or praying, you know, sometimes people will look at you like, oh she's strong or he's strong or mm-hmm. he'll be okay you know um mm-hmm. and they may call and check and say hey if you need anything um <laughs> don't say know. that we have a whole <laughs> chapter on it <laughs> so let me know you know so mm-hmm. but instead of just coming and sitting with that person and letting them talk like you did with me angie when mm. uh when, when I think it was my grandfather that passed away in in December uh, 2019. It was before that. It was... Uh, it was a, oh, it was Bree's from, grandma. Yes, yes. 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 So that was March. She passed away March 2019, I think. Um, and okay. so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, and just sitting and, and just letting that person talk. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. So, you know, 
Do you think that well, another thing is this um, thing of showing no emotions means that you're stronger? Do we, you think that's the reason why we don't ask for help because we're trying to put up this persona that we don't need help because we've been through a lot. We had to cover our emotions in order to deal with the, the slavery, with the yes. injustice that we were feeling. And so when this comes along, we just like shrug it off like, well, mm -hmm. Which is why I also use that scripture. Mm -hmm. so I'm just like, just because I look stone faced and I'm showing mm -hmm. no emotions, mm -hmm. that doesn't mean that I'm not hurting. Right. Um, and sometimes people, like you said, oh, you look like you, you're dealing with it well. Yes. <laughs> Peace yes. be with you. Let me know if you need something. I'm exactly. just like, <laughs> exactly. And because here's the thing, um, you know, our culture, you just said mm -hmm. it, slavery, um, you know, our we have learned how to survive, you know. Yep. Uh, our our forefathers and great grandparents, you know, so a lot of that strength was passed down from generation to generation. And, mm. you know, when you think about it, uh, during slavery, they were pretty much, uh, they couldn't show emotion. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like they, you know, okay, so ch check this out. And I hate to go here, but you know, you have a family, you know, just let's go back to slavery or or go back to, you know, when, when we were brought over here, you, you have a family, uh, let's just say a mother, a father and a few kids. Right. So mm -hmm. here come here come here come the slave master wanting to buy people. Right. So mm -hmm. the father is stripped from that home and mm -hmm. he, he he have to go over here. The mother is stripped. Now the kids mm -hmm. have to. So what type of emotion can, right. you know, you didn't, this mama birthed these kids. Mm -hmm. and, and so this goes on and on and on for generation after generation. So how do they learn to love? How do they, they learn to show yeah. emotion through all of that? Because, hey, I can't because in a moment, in a twinkling of an eye, my family may be stripped from me. My husband may get killed or hung or whatever. So that that strength and stone facedness was mm -hmm. passed down because yep. it, you know. So we have learned to keep it moving. You yep. know what I'm saying? We have learned to keep it moving, but that does not mean that I'm not hurting. Right. Because, because I don't show emotion, that does not mean that I, I I'm just I'm not tore up on the inside. I have learned to keep it moving. And so that's why I say we need to just go ahead and say, hey, I'm hurting. I'm, I may not show it in my face. I may not cry every day. I may not, you know, right. not get up out of the bed, you know, because hey, right. bills still have to be paid. People still have mm -hmm. to eat around here. Um, stuff got to keep moving, you know, but on the inside, I am hurting, but I just, I, I may not show it the way you feel like I should show it. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Mm. Well, let me throw this into play. What about getting professional help? Do you think sometimes in our community, uh, we sort of think, well, the people that we're going to go to don't look like right. us. How are they going to understand exactly where we're coming from, mm -hmm. they're going to go from a textbook sort of way in. It's like, my life wasn't built on this textbook right. type of type of lifestyle. Mm -hmm. Like a friend says, we got real problems. <laughs> right. right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Don't come from a book on me, please. Um, mm -hmm. and, and what I say about that is, I, I, uh, 
I absolutely uh, agree with professional help. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say seek someone that looks like you. Mm-hmm. Seek someone mm-hmm. that you know can you can relate to. And then here's the mm-hmm. issue with that. You know, sometimes we'll get, oh, I don't want them to know my business like that. Mm. Right. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You know, they may see right. me in Walmart and they may judge me or they may look yeah. at me like, you know, and so, so, you know, they, you know, these professional people, you know, they have to sign off on something as far as confidentiality and all of that. And you may even have to mm-hmm. say that in the in the uh, session. Hey, what I say here stays here. I don't care who mm-hmm. know who we're connected mm-hmm. to, um, but I need my my uh, issues or my my situation to stay here with us. You know, right. and, and I guess, you know what? Uh huh. Oh, I was about to say there are actually um, therapy online now, mm-hmm. so that you don't have to have that fear of and you. We, I guess gotcha. in a new phase. Of mm-hmm. bumping it because this is a small town and people do talk too much sometimes. Yes, yes, yes. <clears throat> mm-hmm. right. And so, like you say, you just like what we're doing here, um, mm-hmm. you know. And they don't even have to see your face, probably. And you just your information. I mean, Good of point. course, they'll know your name or whatever. Right, um, right. But yeah, I I, talk, I agree with professional help because. I do think that you should talk with someone that does not know you, um, Mm -hmm. that can help you, you know, because a lot of times when we, when we're connected, we really, we really feel that pain and we sometimes carry that weight, you know, Mm -hmm. of that other person, because it's like, man, my friend is hurting or my sister or my brother is hurting. I'm hurting right here with them, you know? Um, so sometimes we do need to get someone that, that really doesn't have a, a friendship with you or a connection and they can they can relate because they are of the same culture mm-hmm. you know mm. so yeah great point yeah. well what about in the Christian community like what are some of the unhealthy ways that you found that within the Christian community that you see that we um, are dealing with you know grieving um I would say because hmm. <laughs> I dealt with that. Uh, mm. <laughs> I did. I did. I Do you want me to start? I feel that if you are a part of an organization mm-hmm. and you lose someone, uh, this is just me, and you lose someone in your family, you know, in your family, you've had a loss. I feel like the leaders, not only the pastor and her her husband or his wife or whatever, not only I feel like leadership should, you know, take turns checking on that person. I feel like there should be a Angie, here we go. There Uh-oh. should be there should be a section in churches where you know they you know a a whole department know how to handle grief so so people need to be taught your your leaders need to be taught how do you do that yes so boom 
there, yeah, let me, let me, I'm just going to close that right there. So yeah, so an unhealthy way to answer your question, an unhealthy way, they, they don't reach out enough. They don't, they, and even if, even if they do reach out, I think that they should know how to handle it. No. Mm. Yes. I, <clears throat> to stamp that because um, I've spoken with um, a friend who's a pastor also. Mm-hmm. And they also say, we talked about getting those trainings and um, yeah. she was a, yeah, get the training and, and a grieving because sometimes there are some physical aspects that we miss when we can, when we use the spiritual aspects to help with the grieving. And uh-huh. that can come up very insensitive and it can come up yeah. very unhelp- unhelpful. Mm-hmm. You know, that's a great point. What was that in um, Luke 10, um, 25? Um, where you had the Samaritan, he comes along the side of the road and he helps out. And it's just like he's showing, you know, through his actions, this is how you help someone out in a situation. And I think um, from my personal experience with the church, that's what I see. Mm-hmm. It's sometimes we don't know how to get involved yeah. or as Angie pointed out in one of our other chapters um, in the book is, or we throw the ball to the person who's grieving and saying, hey, if you need help, yeah. let me exactly. know. Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm going to keep walking on this side of the road. You yell out to me if you need something and then I come exactly. over. Other than that, I think you got it right. Mm-hmm. We're good here. And somebody you know? could have choked me, and I might my, my little trachealine came working or something. You don't know what's wrong with me. Right. <laughs> I think I said right. the word wrong, but anyway. Uh, but I like you need something. Do you need something? <laughs> right. Yeah, right. But um, but but Nessa, I like the way you you put it on the shoulders of all the leaders, and even mm-hmm. those who are not in leadership position who have that that type of that gift of giving and and, and encouragement. Mm-hmm. They, they mm-hmm. It, it all can be a group effort. It doesn't have to be placed only on the pastor. Now, the pastor is responsible for shepherding their sheep. But right. in the same mm-hmm. sense, it's just like you can't put it all on the pastor. And the pastor sometimes may need help. Yes. Yes. Because they can't be everywhere at the same time. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, and, and, and again, I think that there should be a grief team. Yes. You know, people, I think there are churches out there with it, but not uh-huh. all of them have it and see the importance of it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. Because yeah, I, I just I just think that yeah, there should be a, a grief team, you know, team okay. of people that that is trained in that area and that yes. knows exactly what to say, what to do, and how to uh accommodate you know, the family that lost someone. Great idea. You know, those of us yeah, who wrote this book point. probably going to be those people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. So while I'm talking, I'm just like, uh oh, is she going saying something else that right, I got to change? Right. <laughs> <laughs> saying something doing something. You know, because here, here's the thing the last thing you want is a person on that team that don't know how to talk to people or that, that, oh, that can't, yes. and that can't um, you know, right. be. I guess, sympathize with, you know, and that right. don't know how, you know, that's kind of harsh or, or me, uh, mm-hmm. you know, and just, yeah. So no, that's not your, that's not your ministry. You go do something else. <laughs> right. Like, okay, right. but, but right. we're going to have to send you to another gift ministry. Yes. Right? This is not your yes. gift. Right. <laughs> right. Right. Mm-hmm. 
It's almost like um, don't put me in the hospitality cooking ministry right, right, you know, yes. for potlucks because right. it ain't gonna go good. Right. Same right. Right. That's, a, that's not right. my that's not my wheelhouse. Please don't do it. Exactly. My family, my younger brother actually told me one time I was I said, I'm gonna go and I said, hold on, we were on the phone. I said, hold on, I gotta go drop this food off to somebody that I cook uh-huh. sick. He said, what you trying to do? Kill him? Right. It's something in my family that I am not the cook in the family. There yes. was and I was the worst. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, that's like how like how do we put a um you know the, the mean lady on the usher board? Like no. <laughs> no. <laughs> Would you please sit down? Goodness. You're like, right. okay, that's not God's right. love, baby. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> this is a whole new section. <laughs> Watch how you place your ministry. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Like, nope. Mm-mm. She got an attitude. Every time I come here, I'm not coming back. <laughs> yeah, there it is. <laughs> she hit the front door every, all the time. Right, right. I mean, look on her face. <laughs> <laughs> is this a garden of eating? I'm being put out. What's yeah. up? <laughs> yeah. like, nope. I just got here. Mm-hmm. Like, no, that's not your ministry, ma'am. Go sit down. <laughs> <laughs> Look, you go get some deliverance. You go, you go hit, <laughs> and then we'll check to see if that's where you need to be after the, you're delivered. <laughs> I walked up to the church. I saw she was at the front door, so I walked away. Right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Well, in wrapping up this um, six idiot, the six, <laughs> in wrapping up this six etiquette part B, uh-huh. Nessa, what would you, uh, what would be the biggest takeaway you would want the reader to realize? <laughs> okay, let me get my thoughts together. <laughs> well, it sounds like she just, just already said something. Just like watch your ministry placement. <laughs> right. <laughs> Know your gift. Know your gift. Yes. Before you go saying I'll do it. <laughs> so, okay. So uh the question is, what would I what what would I want the reader to take away from this section? Mm-hmm. Yeah, from your addendum, like what would be the biggest takeaway you want the reader to realize? Okay. Um I can start something you said, um, Nessa. Okay. You kind of talked about um, some healthy ways that mm-hmm. we can deal with grieving mm-hmm. in our community. And mm-hmm. you, I know that you change your lifestyle and the way you eat. Mm-hmm. So you, you can talk about it from that perspective. You can talk about okay. from the therapy, whatever you think mm-hmm. that, that is best, because that's what I got the most from out of your section. Okay. The walking. Yes. Yes. Um, Okay, what I would like for the readers and there, listen, there's a lot. <laughs> but, <laughs> what I want, what I want the readers to take away from this is that you cannot do this alone. Mm. You cannot do this mm. alone. D- uh, don't trust <laughs> your own thoughts. Yes. You know because your thoughts will have you thinking. Uh, you know, they don't care about me no way, you know, or mm. they, you know, they're not, they're not reaching out to me. So, you know, mm-hmm. I'm cutting them off. I'm over mm-hmm. here hurting, mm-hmm. you know, I'm over here hurting and I'm in pain 
Um, nobody reached out to me, or if they did reach out to me, they just asked, uh, if you need something, let me know. Of course, you know, most people will not say, hey, I need this, I need that. So, right. so take away from this book that you can't do this alone. So I guess I would say, you, one, you can't do it, do it alone. And I want to go back to, you can't do it alone. And also with that walking and healthy lifestyle, you know, <laughs> meditate on Christ, read, read your word, pray, mm-hmm. ask God to help you. Because sometimes mm-hmm. people may not have the right words to say to you. Exactly. And Angie, I'm yeah. sure you can attest to that, you know, you know, yes. even, even, even within your own home, you know, your husband may not have the words to say, your kids mm-hmm. may not have the words to say, but when you talk to God, he was the one that really helped comfort you and console mm-hmm. you and say, okay, here's, here's your next step. Here's what I need yeah. you to do. Here's how yeah. I need you to handle that. So with me saying that you we can't do this alone, we have to uh, get in a space where we have to trust God to help us through it. Yes. Mm. <clears throat> Amen. I, Great point. I was going to add to that just about my experience, because mm-hmm. when I lost several family members, I took that approach like nobody can help me. Nobody's helping me. They don't know what to say. Mm-hmm. And it was frustrating. And I kind of distanced myself away from people because mm-hmm. I didn't want to hurt them, to be honest, because mm-hmm. I was in so much pain. Mm-hmm. And I want to lash out at them because I'm like, mm-hmm. you don't know how to help me. Just stop talking to me. Right. Mm-hmm. But then when my sister passed, my almost twin sister passed, and that's when you and I finally um, mm-hmm. got back and we were talking. Mm-hmm. I remember circling myself with a, I used to call them my circle of prayer friends. Mm-hmm. And when she was um, dying, because she was in the hospital for a minute, I just remember just kept on texting them and telling them. And I felt God's prayer. There was a major difference in my psyche and in my space, like you said, than when I first lost the first set of family. The first set of family, I, I just thought I was supposed to move forward and keep going and keep mm-hmm. loving and, mm-hmm. and keep serving God. But then this time, you know, my sister, I, before every family member passed away, they gave me something that I, I tried to honor in their death. Mm-hmm. And she said, stop holding it all in. Mm. And so I just... I just I finally started saying I can't handle anymore. I can't put anything else on my shoulders. And I felt people weren't listening to that. Yeah. They um, thought that I was going to do what I did in my past family and just keep on moving forward. And I just said, no, I need to take a break. And so I circled myself with these friends. And like you said, that that circled myself with the friends of prayer and circled myself with um, and getting it, making sure I was journaling every day getting some kind of word in some kind of way. And actually, my husband was actually really helpful as well because um, he's a man who loves the word. Yes. But I did feel like I was burdening him because... So I spread out my thoughts. Instead of putting it on one person, I put it on several people this time. Right. And it really helped out a lot. Mm -hmm. And um, you said the second thing, um, I forget what you said... That we're all going to face death? Is that yeah, what you're saying? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah we're something, you know, in this lifetime, just know that someone's close to you is going to pass away. You know, so, because uh, basically oh. we don't think about death. We don't think about but it. I got the last, our last right. podcast is going to be on that. And the last chapter kind of okay. touches on that. Okay. It touches on some things that you can do to prepare for your loved one's death, okay. even if it's true. Okay. You know, so I wanted to end it on that because I just remember there were times that my family's um, going away, home going ceremonies. There are things I wish I would have known ahead of time. 
Mm-hmm. And it was just hard to just put it together. So we have a whole chapter on that as well. Nice. Mm. Nice. Amen. And Angie, what is um, your next chapter that we're going to be discussing? Okay, the next chapter we're going to discuss is etiquette number seven. Please do not take the griever's emotion, emotional response personally, grieving from a youth's perspective. And it will be, we will be joined by my son, Tony Jr. All right, nice. awesome. That's going to be great. Well, oh. Nessa, we just want to just thank you no for being a part of this, this yes. and actually for, for starting this. My yeah. Like I said, my before, starting the book and the podcast. My, thank you so my much. My pleasure. I'm excited. I'm so excited. <laughs> I can listen. And you know me, I, I can see this nationwide. <laughs> well, <you> stop talking. <laughs> <laughs> I can see this nationwide. People need, yeah, people need to know how to deal with death, death, cope with death, and prepare yes. for death. You know what I'm saying? Because um, mm-hmm. we don't. You know, especially in the African-American community. Um, yep. Yeah. You know, <clears throat> yeah, so I'm excited to just really dive into this and just, you know, better prepare my family as well. You know? Amen. Please remember to allow anyone grieving to process their grief so that it does not lead to improper release. This book and these podcasts are only to get the conversation started on etiquettes to use when supporting anyone grieving a loss. If you are attending a church or a congregation of believers, please continue to discuss other ways to partner with God to serve a grieving person and this grieving society. Let's represent God in this matter. Let's display to the world a loving God, not a punitive God in this time of grieving.